Hello, star seeds, and welcome to the new moon in Leo. I am coming to you for kind of like a part two, uh, plus the um, regular posting of my podcast on a Thursday. This new moon takes place on Thursday, the 28th at 1.55 p.m. Again, that's Eastern time. Um, This is the new moon, the sun and the moon in Leo, along with Mercury. The sun and the moon are at um, five degrees for this this new moon, the start of a new cycle. Uh, Obviously, in the uh, last episode I did that was... uh, uh, that went, uh, it's like a mini episode. It's like just a half hour or so. Um, I talked a little bit about the moon. I was obviously giving you a lot of information about the other, um, big element that's going on as well, which is this Uranus and, um, conjunct the North node literally with Mars kind of hanging in the background, waiting to be exact in a few days. Um, But I did want to start with this new moon because, like I said, this does kick off a new cycle for us. Um, And one of the things that's great about this um, new moon is it is a very fortunate new moon. And I don't think that I mentioned this in the last episode. So I wanted to touch on the Jupiter factor of this new moon. So we have the sun and the moon in Leo. Obviously, for the sun being in Leo, it is in its home. um, So it feels very relaxed and wants to shine its brightest, um, wants to share itself uh, in and which is one of the elements for Leo. Uh, One of the energy signatures with Leo is that it wants to be able to share its light. Um, Leos can get frustrated if they have, you know, ideas and, and, um, visions and dreams that they are not able to be, um, manifesting and sharing in some way with others because, um, Leo is a very warm sign. It's a very generous sign and what Leos like to do. And again, all signs have a spectrum. So there's the lower vibration up through the highest vibration. And Leo in its highest vibration wants to be able to share its light with others. Um, The other piece of this with this uh, new moon is that this is a great time to really engage with your confidence and, um, you know, bolster and and build your self-esteem. The sun... Uh, in Leo wants us to feel as confident as we possibly can. And so, and again, that's confidence for the higher vibration. There's certainly a, um, you know, the, what you need to watch with, with, um, you know, when we talk about the ego, because I I feel on some level the ego has gotten a bad rap. And I, I know I mentioned in the last episode that, there, you need to have a healthy ego in order to accomplish things, in order to manifest and bring forth what it is, A, that you need to be able to operate in this world, um, 
and B, what it is that, you know, you dream, your dreams and and goals and desires are. Um, And so that is where on the higher vibration, you're working with your your confidence and your self-esteem and understanding that, yes, this is something that I truly um, feel and, and am drawn to. And you feel that energy coming from your heart source because Leo um, rules over the heart. Um, and so this is very much a heart-centered new moon. And so this is a great time for any of the goals that you want to um, set in place or the intentions that you would want to be uh, making over the next day or so. Um, I always honor the new moon um, for three days because you have the new moon that, you know, it births itself. It's still in darkness. So you don't actually see it on that very first day. But by the third day, um, if you're out, you know, looking up at the sky at just the right time, and it has to be fairly early, you know, that, you know, right around that four or five o'clock timeline, then you get the opportunity to see just the sliver of light up in the sky. Um, And so once I see that, then I know that we're then starting to work with the waxing energy of the new moon. Um, and so you do have a couple days that you can be working with this new moon to be setting intentions and setting um, some goals for this. Um, and they can certainly, you know, and um, they can certainly be based on your heart centered um, processes, you know, what it is that you truly feel drawn to, what it is that you feel that you're being called to. And it may be something that you're already working in, that you're engaged in. Obviously, this could include relationships and family. And those things are all about, um, you know, trying to uh, engage yourself and, and share yourself in a very um, genuine and loving way. Um, and so that's one of the things about this moon that is, is really, um, very positive because that's the other piece about the sun being in Leo and us being in Leo season is that the sun wants us to be able to stay as positive as possible to be able to, you know, literally remain in the light. And, you know, even if we're, you know, running into some challenges or some setbacks, Um, which with some of the other things going on that can be happening, um, you know, the, the way the cosmos works, it doesn't work in some vacuum where, oh, over here's the new moon. And so everything's good there. And then over here is all this Mars, Uranus, North node stuff. And, and that's separate. Um, it is about trying to, uh, understand how all of that energy can be working um, within your life, both on an individual level and also on a collective level. Um, And the collective level can be, you know, just the family unit and immediate relationships. It can be, you know, your friendships and the community that you live in, the neighborhood, or it can even be, you know, further, 
um, stretched to be, you know, the city, the state, the country, the globe. Um, and I talked a bit about that in the last episode, um, which I had put out on, I think I did that on Monday. I'm hoping it may not have hit until Tuesday. Um, it may not have been published until Tuesday. And so, so that is part of what we're working with, with all this energy that's going on because there is right now a lot. And so, um, (laughs) this is the kind of energy where, um, interesting that it's a new moon because one of the things I feel like you can actually, um, use for this is, is, um, it's the kind of energy that that's moving around right now is very similar to, you know, a day or two where we have the moon having many as- aspects with different planets. Um, and we've had a couple times where on a podcast, I literally called it a moon day and I covered, you know, where on a particular day, the moon was, you know, meeting up with, you know, Mercury and then squaring Venus and then trining, you know, Pluto or, you know, depending on what was going on. And I remember when I talk about the moon having those kind of days where it's just having an aspect and then a couple hours later, another one, and then a couple hours later, another one. And with all different planets that that can very much feel depending on how your birth chart is made up, it can very much feel like you're going from one state of emotions to another feeling one way, you know, in the morning and then a few hours later, another way. And by late afternoon, you know, feeling a different way again, Um, And so this is very much the energy that is at play right now with what is going on um, in the universe. Um, And so the sun and the moon very much is that energy of, um, with this being a new moon, obviously new beginnings, new starts, fresh ideas. Obviously with uh, Leo, this is a fire sign. Um, It's a fixed sign. Uh, And I'm going to talk about that in a minute, especially in relation to what's going on um, with Uranus and uh, Mars and uh, and the North Node. Um, But your fire signs um, operate through intuition. They're very intuitive. And so it's about sensing what it is that you feel um, is, is meant to be your next step or you know, um, the next process that you want it to want to work with. And again, whether that's within a relationship, um, or within some kind of personal goal that you're setting for yourself, um, or working on a particular, um, you know, dream that you're, you're trying to manifest, um, with this new moon, it's very much, uh, asking you to allow yourself to trust in yourself and trust how you're feeling. That's very much the moon aspect to this, the moon in Leo. Um, you know, she's, uh, obviously garnering a lot of, uh, heat from the sun and the two of them being in Leo together. Um, and so she's absorbing a lot of that light and then transmitting that through us on, you know, here's how you, how to, how you're feeling about this relationship, or here's how you're feeling about this project. 
And then being in tune with that can help you, you know, then trust what your next step may need to be. And that's one of the things about Leo. Um, That's part of the confidence building um, within Leo that is that the sun will often ask of you during Leo season. And that is that trust in yourself, trust in your abilities, trust in um, what it is that you're trying to do or that you're trying to accomplish or that you're trying to say that you're trying to express. Um, and so that's very much the energy that's going on with this, uh, new moon. One of the favorable aspects that we have going on with this, uh, moon is that we have Jupiter trining this moon. That's going to be exact on, um, the sun and Jupiter will be, uh, have their exact trine on July 31st, which is Sunday. Um, but as I said, all of our aspects have an orb where that energy builds and builds. And so Jupiter right now is in Aries. And I know in the last episode, I spoke to the fact that Jupiter will be going retrograde um, on Thursday, the twenty, the 28th. So it's like you have the new moon and then a few hours later, uh, Jupiter goes retrograde. Um, but while the, um, while this new moon is taking place, Jupiter will actually be trining the sun and the moon. Um, Jupiter is at eight degrees in Aries. Um, and so that energy and that orb is, um, literally within three degrees of each other. Jupiter is moving slow right now because it's, getting ready to be retrograde. Um, So there's been a slowdown with uh, Jupiter's energy. You have probably already started feeling that, I would say, at least within the last week, if not even within the last 10 days. Um, But this, uh, again, Jupiter is all about growth and expansion. Um, and so being trined with this new moon, it really is a great time to be setting intentions that, that really involve how your, your heart can invest itself into something that is going to allow you to grow and expand into um, or continue to grow and expand into the highest version uh, of yourself. Um, and so that's something that very much is happening uh, with this uh, with this new moon. Uh, this is uh, also one of the things to keep in mind with this new moon. And I actually don't know what happened with, um, I, I believe it's the, uh, one of the lottery things is growing and growing and, um, expanding. So there's your Jupiter word, um, to some crazy amounts of money. I actually don't know if someone actually won that. Um, but the sun and Jupiter and the moon all, um, conversing together in a very, um, positive way. Uh, this is also one of those times when you can have some unexpected, um, good luck and, and good fortune that you weren't, 
you know, like I said, you weren't looking for. Um, so this is a great time for that during the, um, the exact, uh, time, uh, throughout this day. And, uh, I would say, you know, between now and actually Sunday, just because the exact trine between the sun and Jupiter happens on Sunday. Um, so I would be looking for that even with Jupiter going retrograde, uh, for, uh, Thursday, the 28th. So even though Jupiter wants to be going retrograde, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything's just going to fall apart for you. Um, because Jupiter has slowed down, you have, again, probably already started feeling that, especially if you're in Aries or in Aries rising. And I would also say if you are um, a Libra uh, or have uh, Libra rising, or if um, you've got a lot of planets, uh, prominent planets in um, Aries, those are, this is energy that you would definitely be feeling. Um, because with Jupiter, one of the things that happens is obviously, as I've talked before, it's, it's all about wanting you to grow and expand without needing to, uh, necessarily go through a lot of pain or a lot of challenges for that to happen. Um, and so the retrograde, as with all retrogrades, it really is about, okay, now it's time to take stock of where I've been um, and what I've been able to produce or how have I grown and evolved um, over the last few months. Is that dire the direction I want to continue to go or do I need to make changes? And so... Jupiter retrograde can, you know, signal that, okay, maybe the changes won't come as easy as they previously were coming. Jupiter went, uh, Jupiter entered Aries in uh, May. So it was the beginning of May, May 10th to be exact. Um, and so this is a good time to say, okay, what's been going on for me since uh, May 10th, you know? And, and how has Jupiter in Aries helped me in some way grow and evolve? What has it, um, how has it increased my, you know, my faith in um, the universe having my back, so to speak? Because that's part of uh, what Jupiter's energy is about, that, um, you know, and we, and we use that expression, oh, the universe has your back, Um but literally that's part of what Jupiter's energy is about is as the largest planet in the universe. Um, and again, you know, being named after, um, you know, the, the God of Olympus, it very much is that, Hey, yeah, I'm here for you and I'm going to help you, you know, manifest what it is, uh, that you want and I'm going to help you grow. And I don't want you to have too much trouble in the process. Um, so in a retrograde state, um, it, you know, some of that can be slowing down. Some of that you may find doesn't come as easy. Um, but what it, what it does ask, what Jupiter does ask is, can you still maintain the faith of what you're doing, where you're going, 
the experiences that you're having. Can you continue to have that belief that everything is working out for you as it is meant to um, and that where and how you're moving, that that direction is something that is going to 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 help you um, and help you grow, um, help you, you know, maintain um, optimism and faith, not only in yourself, but in life in general. Um, and so that's one of the things that you may find yourself dealing with, with the retrograde piece of this. Uh, Jupiter will be retrograde uh, through November. Uh, and in the process of being retrograde, it is also going to re-enter Pisces. And that will be happening, uh, I believe, in October. I think it's the end of October. I will talk more of that as we get closer to that time. Um, but that's the piece of um, what's going on with Jupiter, um, our planet of, you know, gifts and luck and expansion um, and how it's connected right now with this new moon um, and how this is an opportunity to seize opportunities. Um, and they can be something that, you know, can be small that you may not, you know, have noticed any other time. Um, but by noticing it now, it can lead to something that you would not have even expected to. Um, and so that's what's going on with that. Um, and then we have, I think I've covered what I wanted to with our um, new moon. And then again, you know, we got to talk a little more about what's going on in Taurus. Uh, which is our earth sign. And again, another fixed sign. And so one of the things that I did want to mention for anyone that is a fixed sign, and that is Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius. If you are any of those signs, if you are a rising sign of those, you are definitely feeling the energy that is taking place in this universe right now. Not only with this new moon and what's going on with the sun and the moon and the way Jupiter wants to interact with them, um, but also obviously very much what's going on in Taurus, um, which is our fixed earth sign. Um, and so, you know, for Taurus, it's all about having stability and purpose and, um, you know, having an end game to what it's working on. Uh, as I've said before, Taurus always wants to see results. Um, and so we right now, as, as we've been talking throughout the year, we have Uranus, um, the North Node, and Mars in Taurus. Um, and Uranus and North Node are about, you know, are actually going to be conjunct, uh, exact, uh, on this new moon, uh, the 28th. And so Mars is literally like walking to the table. So again, it's in three degrees of the orb that's happening with Uranus and the North node. Um, the North node is all about where it wants you to grow, where it wants you to get out of your comfort zone. Um, it's about 
help trying to help you understand that there may be talents and skills that you have that you either are not aware of or that you have not worked on in a in a consistent way to be growing and using in such a way that they can actually help you manifest um, an overall uh, purpose in your life. One of the things that the North Node is trying to do with us is it really tries to help us understand what our soul's purpose is, our, you know, you know, that, that why we came here to be at this time. And so part of how that does that through this human experience is really being able to say, okay, you know, what is it that you have to work with? And are you utilizing that to the best of your ability? And if not, are you aware of that? And again, if not, how can, you know, it get you aware of that? Um, which right now with Uranus in Taurus, that's much easier to happen because Uranus is all about, hey, I want to make a change in your life and I want it to be, boom, lightning strikes. Here's something you weren't aware of. Now you've been enlightened. Um, and so the conjunction between these two can bring about some growth that can happen very quickly. And it may, and which is interesting because Taurus doesn't like doing anything very quickly. So when planets are in Taurus, they do adapt to the energy of Taurus. So even Mars, who is another one that doesn't like to do things slowly, um, you know, in Taurus, Mars does slow down a bit. He does not operate as quickly as he would normally in uh, Aries or, um, you know, in any of the fire signs. Um, so, and and then one of the things that Taurus has to watch is that it doesn't get rigid. That's one of the things that most of the planets have to watch in Taurus is that they don't get stubborn in what it is that they're, um, that their energy is trying to work with, with an individual or with a collective, because Uranus is very much a planet, a generational planet. And so some of the things happening with Uranus and Taurus, I've spoken to on um, many of the past episodes about, you know, how the way we earn money completely changed. Um, the way, what we value um, has changed over certainly over these last couple years, but Uranus has been slowly working with that, and I feel like in 2020 it started picking up speed. Um, and where it's at right now, at this 18 degree mark um, in Taurus, it's really kind of at the apex of the Turian energy of saying, okay, you know, we've been working on something. Um, I've been sending you signs. I've been helping you to be aware of something. And, and now is the time to be taking the steps to actually be making the changes that are necessary in order again, for you to be able to grow and evolve. Um, Uranus is, is the, uh, planet that really wants there, wants us to be able to embrace our independence um, 
and share our, you know, share our awakening and the, um, the way that we may have gotten there, um, you know, sharing that with others. Um, but it wants us to do that in, in that unique way that would be, you know, the individual mark of ourself and that personal freedom. Um, and so that's part of what Uranus is doing in Taurus. And then, like I said, collectively, it's literally changing the, the way that we value pretty much everything in life, as well as also the way we source um, the supplies that we use, um, including food, um, but, you know, also very much, you know, the, you know, the, um, you know, the way we live, like the food, clothing, shelter aspect of Taurus is very much being uh, upended and changed um, through this journey that Uranus is making in Taurus. Um, and so conjunct with the North Node, it's very much, you know, in that, in that energy of, you know, it's the time is now. Um, and I think on an individual level, that that is something that many are going to feel that. Um, and that's something that all the fixed energy people out there, if you're, you know, if you've got, if you're part of a sign that has, um, that's the Leo, the Taurus, the Scorpio, and the Aquarius, or if you've got uh, several planets in those signs, you're in a place where you can feel that there's change happening, or you may be, have been experiencing it. Um, and so you might be in a situation where you're kind of like, okay, enough of this. I, I, I want things to calm down. Um, or you're in a place where you're like, okay, I've been working on this. I've been working on this. Like, where's the, you know, where's the payoff? Where, where, where's the, the tangible results? Um, and so with this conjunction, that can very much be something that you may see, um, you know, like I said, over these next few days and into next week because, you know, the exact um, meetup with Mars and Uranus and the North Node happens that August 1st um, through August 2nd. And so you really have this new moon um, beginning this, you know, good seven to 10 day period um, for us of be of us being aware of what is it we've been working on? What kind of changes have we been um, either manifesting and they're continuing to grow and kind of, you know, flesh out for us or um, that you're working on and, and you're at a point where you're ready to say, okay, now it's time to either be adding something or changing some direction. You know, that is all very uh, possible to be happening with this, um, with this conjunction that's taking place in Taurus. Um, and then, like I said, on a, you know, on a collective scale, on a macro scale, it's really just, um, watching, you know, what can be taking place, um, for us as a people 
you know, not only in our own neighborhood or city, but obviously in our own country, and then what um, might be going on around the world as well. Um, I do know there was, I did not read the whole story, so I'm not going to, you know, give details. I just remember I caught a headline, um, I think it was on Tuesday, um, about an earthquake that had taken place. And I very much was like, yeah, that's that Mars Uranus energy um, in or in the Earth sign Taurus. Um, uh, obviously, I spoke in the last episode about Mars being in Taurus. And, you know, again, um, you know, there's just heat waves happening everywhere across the globe. Um, and some of them are just unprecedented. Um, and then of course, we're also watching, um, you know, these fires that are just taking, uh, a lot of the earth itself. Um, and so those are the things that collectively, um, when astrologers are looking at what can happen, that's what we're looking at on a collective scale, on a macro scale of, you know, well, what does this mean for the world? Um, and so those, those really are the headlines where we're able to say, okay, that has, you know, a connection to this energetic uh, energy that's happening in the universe. Um, and then individually, as I've said in, you know, these episodes, um, knowing where, you know, Leo is right now in your chart can help you understand where it is that, you know, your, your heart's pulling you to, to, you know, connect and engage and experience something um, that it wants you to stay with. Um, and again, knowing where Taurus is in your chart really can help you understand, oh, where is this growth that's been happening? You know, has it been in, you know, um, the first house, which is very much about your identity, but it is also about your physical self. And so I will say, as I have said before with Mars, um, and Uranus, when Uranus is making aspects, and it can be that boom, hey, you didn't see that coming. Uh, this is also a time to just be as present and mindful as possible. Um, because unexpected accidents can happen when Mars is having an aspect with a high energy planet. And Mars and Uranus are both high energy planets. They are not planets that that find themselves tiptoeing around anything. So even in the sign of Taurus, where Taurus has asked them, hey, come stay for a while, but slow down, they're still going to find a way to be using the energy of intensity um, in, in certain ways in, in, in your life. And so... Those are some of the things that you want to keep an eye on. Um, and so I will definitely be posting more about the different houses. I'm actually going to be doing that on my Facebook page, Rooted in Starlight. And uh, I also want to, one of the things I wanted to talk about, um, and I'll do it briefly here, but I will post a video again in my on my Facebook page in Rooted in Starlight, and that is... Um, and I talked about this a little with the last episode I had, um, uh, the, 
you know, I work with both astrology and tarot. I've done that for many years. Um, and so I'm very familiar with what astrological correspondences the tarot cards are associated with. And for Uranus, the planet Uranus, it is associated with the tarot card, the fool, um, which is literally the first card in the deck. If you, you know, get a new deck, open it up, the fool is going to be the first card there. Um, and the fool is very much an, a, a, a card that is about change, um, taking that, you know, that leap off the mountain and not being, you know, sure where the net might necessarily be. Um, and it's very much about trusting, which is interesting because again, that's, you know, that ties into the, this Jupiter aspect. It's very much about, you know, trusting your ability to be the magician in your life. Um, and, and to be able to tap into what it is that you're going to need to be able to tap into at any given moment as you set out on a new journey. And that's very much what the fool is about. Obviously it relates to new beginnings. Um, and it, it, um, really relates to this, you know, you know, here I am going off, you know, I've got some provisions, hopefully it's enough, but I'll see. I'll see what I can do. Um, I'm going to see where this road takes me. And Uranus is very much about that, the road less traveled. And so you're not necessarily with the full uh, tarot card, you're not necessarily traveling down a tried and true path. You may very well be carving one out um, for yourself. Um, and and then with the Uranian energy, what happens when you're able to really engage in that is then you want to be able to share how you did that with others. Um, and so that is something that I wanted to just touch base with you on. Um, the other thing that I wanted to touch base with, uh, speaking of the Uranian energy, and I think um, I just used the word magician, and that is that Mercury is in Leo as I stated, and Mercury is squaring Uranus and the North Node during this uh, new moon. Um, and that's exact. And so one of the things to just be aware of with that is, again, trying to, and I said this in the last episode, that if there were ever a time to get out in nature, this would be that time. Um, so that you don't end up feeling overwhelmed um, or over anxious or overly sensitive with the energy that is coming up, um, especially in Taurus, but obviously also in Leo, because you've got your three planets um, operating right now with this, this new moon. This new moon packs a lot of energy. Um, and so this is a great time, you know, to get to the beach get to a park, pick up a book, you know, and, and, you know, find a, a, you know, one of your favorite spots, um, and really just try and be out in nature. You know, if there's, um, farms to be visiting, this is a great time to do that. Farmers markets, like just really kind of immerse yourself in some way with the earth, um, so that you can allow the earth to, 
help ground the energy that Uranus and the North Node and Mars are trying to bring into your life. Um, and so this Mercury in, in Leo squaring Uranus, that's part of what you want to be able uh, to keep an eye on. Um, and again, that's happening with this new moon. So we have Jupiter bringing gifts uh, to the sun and the moon um, because of this trine. And then you have Mercury, um, not necessarily, the one thing I want to mention with this square is squares can be challenging, but um, the aspects are always about what two planets are coming to the table or what, in you know, in some cases, you know, what three planets uh, are coming to the table. Um, and so with Mercury and Uranus and the square, Uranus is a higher vibration of Mercury. And so those two planets um, would not necessarily be at odds with each other. Um, what you do need to be um, careful of, though, is that both of them work with, um, you know, that um, the nervous system. And so, you know, when they're, you know, meeting, meeting up, you know, and in this case with a square, imagine them sitting across from each other as opposed to next to each other. Um, and so, you know, there may be something where, you know, Mercury is, you know, wanting to kind of let Uranus know, oh, you know, you're missing this detail or that detail, because what you have to keep in mind is for Uranus, it's operating on a, a big picture view and Mercury wants to work with the details. It's working with our, you know, rational mind, um, and our reasoning and our, um, you know, very much our day to day, um, details and habits of life. Um, and so Mercury, uh, squaring Uranus can have that kind of energy where it, it feels like, oh, I need to share something with you. Um, and so, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be volatile, but it's certainly, um, again, being able to just be mindful of, you know, how it is you want to communicate, um, over these next few days, um, and, and, and just being aware that there is a lot of energy, you know, coursing through everyone right now, whether they're conscious of it or not. Um, certainly, uh, like I said, the fixed signs are really feeling this, um, with everything that is going on. Um, and so being able to be balanced and grounded is going to be something that is going to be very, very beneficial and helpful. Um, the other thing that would be great is to be able to be, um, especially with all this energy going on in Taurus, you know, if you're able to be listening to music. So if you're someone that is in a place where being outside would be very uncomfortable because of, you know, some of the heat things that are going on, um, you know, if you're able to just be you know, hanging out, chilling out, relaxing in, you know, at home and putting on your favorite music. Uh, that's very much a, uh, Turian grounding, uh, mechanism that, that can work for you. And so that is something to, to just be aware of, uh, that, that you may want to be working with, uh, over these next couple days. Um, and then the other thing that we have that's going on, uh, just in case you 
weren't sure if you were feeling energy or not. Um, we have Saturn uh, is still in Aquarius. Saturn is retrograde. And Saturn is at 23 degrees. And so Saturn is actually in the orb with Uranus. Um, and this is a square. So this is another, you know, challenging issue, so to speak. Um, and what's interesting about this is I, I started my podcast in November of 2021. But let, so I missed a couple of these to actually speak to them. Um, but in 2021, we had Saturn and Uranus meet up several times. They, there actually was three squares in 2021 to Saturn and Uranus. And so, and again, so this is Saturn and Aquarius, fixed sign, fixed air sign, Uranus and Taurus, fixed earth sign. Um, and one of the things that's interesting about, um, what was happening with those squares and, and this is energy that you, you may feel, um, a bit of it with what's, you know, with everything going on right now. And that is that Saturn, you know, is obviously the, uh, planet that, you know, obviously we like to refer to him as the taskmaster. Um, but he is very much the planet that wants us to, achieve mastery over our lives. He wants us to be working on things in a very mature and stable manner. Um, and so one of the things that happened with those squares uh, last year, depending on where they were hitting your chart individually, is that you were really having this tension between, you know, this energy of uh, independence and, and, you know, freedom and personal freedom, um, but also collective freedom, because again, that's what Uranus speaks to. Um, there's that individual and that collective, and then Saturn speaking to the master, the mastery and the authority, um, and the control because Saturn would be saying, okay, you want to be independent in your life. You want to have freedom in your life. What does that look like? What is your plan to achieve that? Um, what kind of freedom are you speaking to? And so those were some of the um, things that, um, you know, the energies that you were dealing with in 2021, um, where Saturn would be, you know, again, as you're trying to, you know, move with something, Saturn would be, you know, okay, wait a minute, you know, this idea that just came to you out of a flash, you know, how are you going to work with that? You know, what resources do you need? What resources do you have? How are you going to acquire what you need? Um, and, and how are you going to move it forward? Um, in a very solid way so that it isn't something that just gets blown away with the first, um, you know, strong wind that comes by. And that's very much the conversation that Saturn wants to have when it's engaging with, um, with most of the planets. Um, but with Uranus, that certainly was part of the, uh, conversation that they were having together. And so we're in, you know, this, um, conjunction that's happening in Taurus. And then you've got this Leo new moon. And 
Remember, Aquarius is the sign that's opposite Leo. Um, and so they're feeling that energy. But Saturn is kind of touching with Uranus again because they're in with it, they're in with uh, five degrees of each other. So they very much are back into that energetic orb of that square where they're kind of rubbing up against each other saying, um, you know, hey, especially for Saturn, the, the conversation would be, hey, did you get everything done that you needed in order to be moving on to the next step or in order to be, you know, you know, taking this, um, this growth, uh, potential that, that may show up, you know, and, and be able to, to take it and, and build upon it, um, and really, you know, work with it. And so that is something to, uh, keep in mind that is going on, um, as well. Um, and then I wanted to, and then the other piece to this, that I also wanted to just kind of mention to you is that while we're talking all about this, you know, North node and what it's going to be doing, what it's doing with Uranus and Mars is that we do have the South node exactly opposite in Scorpio. Um, and so that South node is feeling the energy that is taking place with Mars, Uranus, and the North Node in Taurus. And your Scorpio is your fixed water sign. Um, and so, um, you know, Scorpio is very much the sign that is about being an, uh, an agent of change. It wants to have the change. Um, and it wants change on a very deep level. Like it doesn't want to just do something that might work. And then three months later or six months later, you find out that you're right back where you started from. Um, and so Scorpio wants to do the work on that. Um, and so just keep in mind that that is very much energy again, that is, you know, kind of, you know, vibrating throughout the universe and, and, and this cosmos during, uh, this time. Um, the other thing that I wanted to touch on is that we have on July 30th, once we, you know, get past, uh, our new, uh, new moon, We've got Mercury opposing Saturn. And so Mercury's moving faster than the sun right now. Mercury's in Leo. It will be the first planet that meets up with Saturn, which is in Aquarius. Um, so it's going to be opposing Saturn. The sun will be opposing Saturn in August. Um, and so you have, you know, a little more time before the sun and Saturn meet with Mercury and um, Saturn this could be one of those situations. And that's why I'm saying there's just a lot of energy going through and happening over the, you know, this next week, um, because the Mercury and Saturn can very much be, this opposition can very much be that conversation of, are all the I's dotted and the T's crossed? Because Saturn will very much say to Mercury, you can't be moving forward if you don't have all your paperwork in order. You can't be moving forward if you don't have the plans, um, you know, already figured out and, and, and how you want to communicate that and, and what your next steps are meant to be. Um, and then Mercury itself can sometimes, especially when it's dealing with Saturn, can very much, you know, get into that anxious energy of like, oh, wait, yeah, I, let me double check. Oh, maybe this isn't going to 
you know, maybe this wasn't the way I, I wanted to state this or express this or, um, so that can bring up some delays. So just be aware of that, that, you know, a lot of what is going on right now, there can just be a lot of shifts that can be happening fairly quickly, um, or kind of some surprises coming out of the blue. Um, and then you can also be running into, something where you think that, oh, okay, that's it. Let me run with that. And then, like I said, this opposition with Mercury and Saturn on the 30th could very much be that, uh, oh, hey, wait a minute, um, not so fast. Uh, and then on the day after July 31st, um, we have Venus squaring Chiron. Now remember, Chiron is in Aries with Jupiter right now. Chiron's been in Aries. Uh, and Chiron is retrograde. Um, and Chiron is going to be squaring Venus, who is still in Cancer. Um, she's, you know, kind of having a relaxing moment in Cancer, trying to, you know, kind of get all her needs met the way she wants them um, in the sign of cancer, because that's a sign she actually uh, feels comfortable with. Um, and so this could very much be, um, you know, um, a moment of being able to focus on relationships. Um, Venus is very much about how we want to express our feelings and our values and our beliefs. And she actually has um, once we get to the weekend, she actually has a few days where she's meeting up with some, uh, some of these, uh, planets. Um, and it is very much, you know, because she's the sign of relationships, um, and our self-expression, um, it can very much be a, a moment to be able to, you know, be looking at where is it, um, that you feel things are at for you and are you in a place where you feel you can express that? Um, and with Venus, you can express it, even if you feel you can't express it um, with a particular person. You could certainly be expressing it, you know, by journaling. You could be expressing it, um, you know, by reading, you know, reading a book or something that like really some poetry, something that really inspires you or can help bring insight to some, to to any issues or challenges that you might be having. Um, and with Venus and Chiron, um, this would certainly be, you know, again, about that healing of something, um, whether it's within yourself or within relationships that you're trying to work on. Um, because Chiron wants you to be able to, um, you know, he wants us to be able to master the healing of ourselves into wholeness. Um, and then again, being able to share that with others. Um, and certainly Venus is someone that wants us to be able to understand that we want to be able to love ourselves um, in the highest way so that we can then, you know, love, um, you know, love others. Um, and so that is something to be aware of. And then on that day, that's when you have the sun trining Jupiter um, exact um, and so that should be interesting to see what takes place. Um, you know, look for some surprises. Again, Jupiter will be retrograde at that point. 
Um, but does, that does not mean that everything is going to have to be tumbling down. It just means that things are going to be slower, moving possibly, and it's a good time to be doing some check-ins to see where you're at and where you've been since May. Um, then that takes us into August, and obviously August 1st and 2nd, as we, you know, I've been talking about, lot, there's more information in the previous um, uh, episode I put up this week, and that's the exact conjunction with Mars, Uranus, and the North Node, all in, tar- in, in Taurus, um, and, you know, stay as grounded as possible so that you can actually work with this energy and that it does not get the better of you um, and, and leave you in, you know, some kind of over-anxious or over-excitable state. Um, because Mars is a planet that wants us to be able to develop our will and develop our intentions and be able to move with them. And so in Taurus, he actually is in that in that sign right now saying, oh, yeah, let's roll up our sleeves and get this done. And what is it that we need to do for that to happen? Um, and so that is something um, to be obviously looking for. I will put more of that on my Rooted in Starlight Facebook page. Um, And then we have also on August the 1st, Venus sextiling Uranus and also sextiling Mars. And so, and I believe that's actually uh, August the 2nd. So it could be the first, depending on where you are. It could also be August the 2nd um, and possibly even the third, depending on where you are. Um, but Venus then coming in to meet up with Uranus and Mars, um, for the East coast, I have it as August the 2nd, you know, Venus is the ruler of Taurus. And so again, this is almost where Venus comes in. A sextile is a, um, easy aspect. It's actually called the nature of Venus. And so this would be Venus wanting to come in almost as if she were able to, to walk into, you know, her home sign of Taurus and say, okay, so what's going on here? Uh, What have you done? Uh, Where is it that you're trying to go with this? And so I can almost see her being the energy, um, you know, especially the first through the third of August, maybe even the fourth of her being that energy of uh, what is it that, um, you know, you're trying to accomplish and, and let's see if that's actually what we can accomplish here. And she will be doing that. Obviously she'll be the one that brings the peace and the loving energy and that, that nurturing energy to, to this, this, you know, very heightened energy that's going on with Uranus and Mars and the North node. And so that's happening on August the 2nd, Depending on your time zone, it may also be August the 3rd. Um, And then also on August the 3rd, my last uh, thing to touch base with, there will be more about this obviously in my next podcast, but Mercury will be moving into its home sign Virgo on August the the 3rd. So again, that's uh, a sign that Mercury rules. Um, I think that's going to be a great time to get organized and be very detailed oriented. And with so many planets in retrograde, it's going to be a great time to be able to do that review and say, what is it we need to be done um, to be able to be working and and get things done here? Um, That is it for this episode. 
Yes, this was a bigger episode, but that's because we've got lots of big energy happening right now in the sky. I will be doing my best to, um, you know, be on social media, Facebook and Instagram so that I can post some things, tarot cards and certainly the chart for the new moon in Leo. I want to thank everyone um, who is listening to the podcast. I know with summer, you know, like I said, our daily routines can go to the wayside. So I thank you for listening. Um, so I want to thank everyone for listening. Once again, thank you for tuning in each week and um, showing up for the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. I am very grateful for it. If you are interested in connecting with me on social media, you can do so by uh, following me on Facebook under Rooted in Starlight and also on Facebook under Trisha Morrissey. And you can follow me on Instagram at Trisha, T-R-I-C-I-A dot Morrissey, M-O-R-R-I-S-S-E-Y dot 31. If you are interested in connecting with me to get a free calendar so that you can follow the cosmic happenings on a monthly basis, or if you're interested in a reading for a um, for your natal chart or for a tarot reading, um, you can reach out to me at through email at rootedinstarlight, and that is all one word, rootedinstarlight at gmail.com. So thank you again for the support and for listening. And remember, reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. Take care, everyone.